Hello and welcome. This is Pagan Spirituality Today. I'm your host, Kveldrida, for this show, December 2008. This is my first show. What I want to talk about first today is a little bit about me and why I'm doing this show. I'm 40 years old. I've been a pagan for about 20 years, at least actively following a pagan path for about 20 years. And recently I was introduced to podcasting by my very good friends, Fox and Arrowind, at Pagan Parents on the Edge, which, by the way, if you're not listening to that show, Pagan Parents on the Edge, you really should be. It is, uh, in my opinion, the best pagan show currently going on out in the world. Uh, You can find them at MySpace, at iTunes, and I believe they're on Libsyn. It's Libsyn or Podbeam, but go to iTunes and you'll find them. Uh, Anyway, they introduced me to podcasting, listening to podcasts, not doing them, a couple of months ago. And, uh, you know, I have a a community where I live. We live in a small town. So we do know people, and I know people around the country. But it's easy to get stuck in your own thinking and your own ways of existing. Uh, You get used to certain things and certain people. Podcasting has been, for me, a very nice way to be introduced to other people's thoughts and to see what is going on more currently in the pagan community outside of my town. I live in a tiny logging town in uh, southwest Washington. It's beautiful here. It's a wonderful area. A little depressed economically, but that seems to be everywhere now. Uh, And we have a nice mix of Wiccans and heathens and whatnot that live around here. But... um, As I said, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, as I have a lot of time on my hands at work, and I've been noticing a number of different things that go on uh, in these podcasts, people talking about the pagan community and what's happening now and the changes that have gone on over the years, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Uh, It got me thinking about definitions. What is paganism? What does it mean to be a pagan? Uh, I wrote a blog on this a while ago, and I'll give you the address for my blogging site at the end. And here's kind of what I've come to, uh, for my own opinion. Being a pagan, saying that you're a pagan, using that term, basically doesn't mean anything. It means you're not a Christian, it means you're not a Jew, and probably not a Hindu or a Muslim. But beyond that, what can we actually say? What does paganism, that term, what does it mean? How is it defined? What is a pagan? Who isn't a pagan? Who can say? I mean, I think that's the first question. Who can actually say who a pagan is or who is not a pagan? I mean, a lot of people tell you you have to believe in the god and goddess specifically, or it's an earth-centered religion. But we all know people that would never set outside of their house, you know, would never go to a park or do anything in nature, but they're still pagan. And there are pagans that don't don't believe the god and goddess or, or gods at all are particularly real. They think it's a part of human psyche or, you know, more a humanist movement sort of thing. But yet those people are still considered pagan. Um, some would have said it means you believe in magic or that you're that you use magic. There's a lot of pagans who don't, who don't believe in magic, who don't use it. Um, think it's a little silly, really. Uh, personally, 
you know, I do use magic. I believe in spirits and gods and all that sort of thing. I guess you would call me an old school or more traditional pagan as it was defined 20 years ago. But these things are not all really true anymore. Um, there's so much variety. There's so much difference from one person to another or one path to another. I personally feel like the term pagan has lost any specific meaning. It's an umbrella term now. Um, you could say it means you're not uh, someone of the Abrahamic faiths. You're not a Muslim. You're not a Christian. You're not a Jew. You might say that it means uh, you're not an atheist. Although, I think I've come across some people who are, in fact, atheistic, but also claim to be pagan. So, there you go. I would like to present the idea that pagan really is that, that you're not part of a large established religion in the Judeo-Christian Islamic sense, but that it doesn't mean a whole lot more than that. There are traditional African religions, Santeria, Voodoo, Ifa, Obia, etc., that as far as I'm concerned are as pagan as I am. They're as pagan as anybody. Uh, a Tibetan Buddhist really would fall under the term pagan. They believe in a myriad of gods, a world of spirits, magic and curses and all of that. I mean, Hindus believe in lots of gods. They're as pagan as most of us. Native Americans, you know, probably would not enjoy that term, pagan. But they're pagan from my definition. Um, Australian Aborigines, shamanic cultures... All of these people really should at least be included in paganism if we're having a more open and sensible worldview. They may not call themselves pagans, and I'm not saying that they should, but I'm saying we should consider them to be part of what we're doing and valid, legitimate sources of inspiration and information. That our view, a pagan's view, should be a wider view. It doesn't mean they're our kind of paganism. It doesn't mean, uh, you know, that's our brand or what have you. But, I don't know, I think the argument about brand and kind of paganism and who's a witch and who's not a witch is just a lot of pointless nonsense. It just takes up a lot of time and it makes a lot of people mad. And in the end, you can say a person is not a gardenarian. There is a specific, defined path to gardenarian. Outside of that, if you're not a Gardenarian or Alexandrian or something along those lines, what qualifications, what information could you bring to bear that says you can decide if somebody's a pagan or not? I mean, you know, the new movement now is Christian pagans or, or Jewish pagans. A lot of people don't like that. They're very opposed to it. I don't know. I feel like who cares? What exactly is the problem? I mean, if you're a pagan solely because you're trying to not be a Christian? Uh, does that mean you are something because you're defining what you're not? Are you a pagan because paganism is where you fit? And if so, what does it matter if someone else feels like they fit in a hodgepodge of Christianity Wicca? How does that diminish you? How does that harm you in any way or change what you're doing? I don't know. I feel like people spend too much time trying to define that sort of thing 
and not nearly enough time defining who they want to be and what kind of a life they want to live. You know, what is their spirituality about? If you spend a lot of time developing yourself and thinking about your own beliefs and communicating with other people and enjoying, you know, life in its general way, you don't spend a lot of time arguing about who is and who is not a pagan. It doesn't come up. It's just not a question that you entertain. Besides that, I think people have a very Eurocentric view of pagan. If you want to say you're a neo-pagan, okay, fine, be Eurocentric. You're in a reconstructionist religion based on your pre-Christian ancestors. Uh, that's a mouthful, but it's semi-accurate. In that case, you could say voodoo is not pagan. Fine. But then stop owning the term pagan. Stop trying to determine who gets in and who gets out. Or call yourself a neo-pagan of the Celtic reconstructionist path of hootie hoo. Whatever it is that you're going to say, whatever it is that you're going to do, make something up that is yours, and then you can logically have control of it. Otherwise, you've got to cede to the world that you don't own the term. The term is not yours. You didn't even make up the term. I mean, pagans, us, modern people, did not make up the term. It's a Latin word, paganus. And there's really no... It's a later Latin term. There is no obvious, clear etymology, I think that's the right word, etymology, of the word paganus prior to the 4th century. So yes, it's definitely an old word, um, which meant country dweller, or meant one who you know is outside of the city. I mean, people think about it meant a lot of things, but what the dictionary tells us, what different sources actually tell us, is the only thing we can be sure of, is it meant somebody who didn't live in the city, perhaps a late adopter, someone who stuck to an older way. Uh, it also had a pejorative sense that you're not very educated, and uh, you lived close to the land, which for a long time in Europe was a derogatory thing. Living close to the land meant you were servant class, you know? No lord or lady or land-holding free man did a whole lot of uh, hanging out with the land. He paid some serf to do all that hard stuff. So... It may have been pejorative, it may not have been, but it really doesn't matter now, 2,000 years later. I mean, I don't think it matters. I think what matters is how you define something in the current moment, in the present time. And I just don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this. In a way, what I'm saying is that people who spend a lot of time on this, who feel strongly about it, you know, particularly online in forums, uh, other friend-sharing type communities where this sort of thing comes up a lot, uh, get a grip, folks. You know, get on with your own life. Have something productive to say, have something to share that is valuable and useful. If the, if the main thing that you're doing with your time as a pagan is sorting out who's legitimate and who's not and what terms a person should legitimately be going by. Are they a witch or a Wiccan? Are they a pagan or a druid? I think you just need to get over it, really. Um, there's better things to be doing. I think there's better things to be doing. I think most of us do. So that is something I've been hearing a lot in podcasts. Now, I'm listening 
to shows as early as 2005. I've only been listening to podcasts for about two months, and uh, I'm not caught up on all of the big-name shows. I've listened to some more recent shows and some of the historical shows, but it's a topic that comes up over and over and over again. I recently signed up on Pagan Space, and uh, people tell me that, that this sort of bullying and stuff is all over the place on Pagan Space, but I haven't seen it. I've joined a bunch of groups and looked at a bunch of forums, and it doesn't seem to be that common. And uh, where it is common, generally the profiles of the people making these comments are pretty self-explanatory, you know? When you may not be 12 years old, but you have the emotional intelligence of a 12-year-old, do we need to worry about what it is you're saying? About what it is that you're concerned about or think is a big deal? I mean, I don't really think so. I think we all can uh, do better than that. I imagine most of you are familiar with the show Dio Shadow, which is not being produced anymore, but listen to the episode with Janet Farrar and Gavin Bone. Uh, they put a really fine point on this whole who's a pagan and who's not, and living cultures have an awful lot to tell us about a, a magical lifestyle and a spiritual path that evolve and grow over time, that are that have passed the test of time. You know, if we as pagans want to think that our religion or spirituality, or whatever you want to call it, is going to extend beyond two generations or three generations, we really ought to be concentrating on what folks who've been doing this for a thousand years, or two thousand years, or in the case of the Ab uh, Australian Aborigines, as much as a hundred thousand years. So again, what I'm saying is that there's a lot more interesting, informative, and productive things to be doing with your time than this sort of witch war about who qualifies and who doesn't. I think that's all I have to say about that, really. Uh, who's a pagan, who's not, and, and that whole topic. Uh, I would love to hear what anyone else has to say about that, or any other topic. I know that uh, it'll be a while before anybody is finding this show, assuming anyone does find the show. Uh, and don't feel strange about emailing me about a show that's six months old. I don't care. I'm still interested to hear what you have to say. I don't think of the shows as, as being uh, frozen in time. These are issues that are relevant six months from now, a year from now, probably six years from now, with the way things have been going. So if you do find this show and you have something to say about any episode, this one or episodes coming in the future, I'd like to hear what you have to say. I'd like to get an email from you. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go on to another topic here, and it's not going to be very long. I think these shows are going to be coming in at about 25, 35 minutes, maybe 45 minutes when I really get going on something. And I am committing to doing the show once a month. Uh, it may come out twice a month, but I'm sure it will not be more often than that. The second issue I want to talk about is the idea of a spirit world, or the idea that spirit guides and spirit beings are real uh, versus not being real. When I came up as a pagan, and I, I say came up in, in sort of a tongue-in-cheek way, I, I studied predominantly alone. I did have a teacher for about a year, and I did a lot of reading, uh, but I never joined a coven. I've run a few covens over the years, but I didn't have that communal experience until well into my pagan life. It was just sort of understood, I guess, commonplace or normal 
to believe in the idea of ghosts or spirits or what have you. It didn't mean people had direct experience. It didn't mean they had a specific theological concept of a spirit world. But it was in no way unheard of uh, to believe in this. And there is an awful lot of talk in the podcasting world today that this whole thing is silly, that this whole thing is weird, or somehow outside of the norm. And I don't get it. I don't understand how that is the case. Uh, I'm not saying everyone should believe in spirits, or has to, or whatever. What I'm saying is, how is the idea that spirits are real, or that there is a spiritual underpinning to the physical world, how is that strange? When you compare some of the other beliefs, some of the other ideas, the concept that magic is or could be real, why is the spirit world so strange? Why does that seem so out of character for modern people? Um, my feeling on this is that it comes down to a lack of education. People just aren't learning about this anymore. They have no experience of it. And the only people they've met who say anything in the positive about a spirit world seem very strange or goofy or maybe a little bit mad or insane. I mean, they're 12-year-old kids or they're uh, crazy people is what seems to be the case. But that was not always true. It is not true now. I think it just appears true based on people spending too much time online and in forums talking to each other instead of dealing with each other in real life, experiencing each other's paths and truths personally. Uh, if you look at every indigenous culture on the planet, whoever it is, whatever continent they're from, whatever period of time, it doesn't matter if you're talking Stone Age or if you're talking Iron Age, everyone, everywhere, believes in spirits. It is only modern people people in post-Christian world, and for the most part, for a long time, Christians believed in spirits. You know that whole heaven and hell, God and Satan business? Uh, that's a spiritual issue, folks. It's an issue dealing with the reality and existence of spirits. I don't understand where this comes from, and I just don't agree. Now, there's a lot of people like me. I do My, my path is primarily dealing with spirits and gods. I don't do a whole lot of magic at this point in my life. I did years ago. It's just not where my focus is now. Uh, I talk to spirits a lot. I, I deal with spirits. I'm very comfortable with that worldview, with that uh, concept. And I just I don't see how it became silly or outlandish or something that people would openly mock. Who doesn't think that our own ancestors, our Eurocentric, Celtic tribes, Germanic, Indo-Europeans did not believe in spirits. If, if we are thinking about our ancestors as any kind of an inspiration to what we're doing now, today, why wouldn't we automatically include spirits and the idea of deceased relatives playing some part in our spirituality? Uh... You know, that's what they believed. We know it's what they believed. Everything that we archaeologically and historically know is that most people, prior to monotheism, and for the first couple of hundred years of monotheism, believed in an active spirit world that played a part in their lives. And I think we're overlooking a huge aspect 
of what it means to live a spiritual lifestyle to think that we are the only beings, the only intelligent beings, the only beings with spirit uh, that we can interact with. There's an entire source of knowledge and wisdom, information, and just plain old experience and joy that the spirit world represents. Um, the physical world represents it too. I'm not putting one above the other. I'm saying that they're in tandem, or at least for me, they are in tandem. There, There is no physical world without the underpinning of the spiritual, and uh, vice versa. They are intertwined in every way, and I don't, um, I don't know why we've gotten away from that. Why we, I mean modern pagans. Why folks who call themselves Wiccans or pagans would uh, want to step away from that and, and look at that askew. In a way, I kind of feel as modern pagans, we suffer from Western civilization types of uh, prejudices. That certain things are superstitious and silly and primitive. Look, people, being a pagan is sort of primitive. You know, if you're saying, I believe that animals might have spirits and I believe the gods could theoretically walk the earth or that they are real in a literal sort of sense. I mean, from the modern point of view, these are primitive things. You can mix your modernity and your primitive nature any way you want to, but denying that you have a primitive nature doesn't seem very evolved to me. Uh, I am essentially a monkey with car keys. I am a thinking ape, you know, and I, I never get away from that animal side of myself. I never forget that I have fears within me that were put there by my biology, that were put there in an evolutionary sense. They belong there. They may be irrational. They may not make sense. There may be no boogeyman in the woods at night, but that does not mean my fear of it is not real. That the idea that the lion in the reeds is out there, that primitive side of my brain should be ignored or should be shut off. It is my belief that your intuition comes from that primitive side of your brain. That part of you that does not think in a linear, rational way. Your intuition is tapping in something else, something older, something different. Um, the spirit world is related. I'm not saying it's an outshoot or offshoot of one thing or the other, but they deal with the same part of yourself. They are a part of your animal or your older nature that I think we get away from as a society, as a religion, at our peril. I really do. You know, in, in a lot of ways it's pretty funny because people will talk about making amulets or charms or doing spells or all these other things that, of course, to the average American sound ridiculous. Why would you do this? This is the stuff of uh, little children's stories. You know, spirits fall into that category. Ghosts are something for telling around a summer campfire. But um, I don't think that's all they are. I don't think that is all you have to see in this. You do not have to be a slave to your culture. You do not have to be a slave to a particular set of ideas. If you want to know what is real and what is not real and, and who to believe, maybe people should investigate things for themselves. They should have experiences and find out what is real for them and what is not, what they experience and what they don't. Let that be your guide. Let that decide what you're going to believe in and not what you read in a book or what someone told you is real. 
I just wanted to take a minute and defend that point of view, the idea of a spirit world, uh, and sort of counteract the common understanding from a lot of other podcasters who don't apparently have any experience of this, that it's silly and, and fanciful and uh, not even worth discussing. I disagree completely and wholeheartedly. But uh, I think that's the time I have for today's show. There's a couple of little things that I want to point out. Um, I blog at Blogspot. It's uh, paganspiritualitytoday.blogspot.com and you can find me at Pagan Spirituality Today at MySpace as well as at Podbean. I'm on Pagan Space and my profile there is Kveldrida. That's spelled K-V-E-L-D-R-I-D-A at Pagan Space. If you wanted to email me for any reason, you can get me at Kveldrida9, K-V-E-L-D-R-I-D-A-9, at Comcast, C-O-M-C-A-S-T dot net. And uh, I just wanted to remind you about my friends Fox and Erwind at Pagan Parents on the Edge. They're on MySpace, they're on iTunes, and they're on Podbeam. Check out their show. It is not about parenting. It is about two pagans who happen to be parents. Their experience, their ideas, I think they're into show number 17 or 18 now. They've been doing this for a while. They are my inspiration for doing this show. They are helping me out with the uh, technical aspect because I am basically a monkey with keys. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how to work any of this stuff. Uh, That's the show, I guess. Um, As I said, there should be another show at least by January of 2009. Possibly two. But I want to thank everybody that is listening, whatever uh, way you found the show, however you came to it. I'm very glad that you did take the time. I look forward to doing this again in the future. If you want to email me, if you want to hit me up at uh, Pagan Space or check out my blog, wherever you want to see me, whatever you want to say, I absolutely want to hear it. Just let me know. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. <laughs>